It's time for the weekly Q&A that we call Splunk Talk. Episode number 18 for October 8th, 2010. The Big Event. On today's show, Jeff, Michael, and Maverick are chatting about events, durations, event types, a whole bunch of other stuff. We're live in San Francisco, California at Splunk Headquarters. I gotta have more cowbell. Splunk Talk, fighting answers without a doubt. Splunk Talk, we'll help you figure it out. Splunk Talk, and then you'll tell the whole world about Splunk Talk. Splunk Talk. Hey, we're back, as we're always back. But it's a little bit different today. Maverick, where are you? Um, couple feet away from you. And where am I? You're a couple wow. feet away from me. Yeah, it is. We're live here. Well, we're here in San Francisco, California at Splunk's headquarters on 250 Brannon, south of Market, which is kind of cool. Unfortunately, our buddy Jeff is out and about in the wilderness of Chicago, but we get to see him, and that's great, and hear him. Hi, Jeff. Hey. Hey. How is it hey. there? How is it there? It's spirited, as spirited. always. It's not the so same So it's just you, you two. It's just you two. Is there anyone else there? We have, uh, we have an audience today. An audience. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Describe, describe the setup there. What, what's the deal? Well, we are in Splunk's uh, media studio. Splunk uh, has a media studio? Splunk does have a media studio. Does everybody know that? Did you not get the memo? I yeah. I know. I'm, it's it's a show, so I'm like trying to set up a thing oh, so he can about it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we got a cool studio in here with a lot of gear, a lot of lights. Couple folks, John Mark Walker, community dude, is hanging out, and Josh, yeah. our video dude. So Michael, I'm noticing um, you need some makeup, Michael. Yeah, and I'm kind of shiny right now. I guess He's a little shiny like the top of your head. A shiny. He he doesn't excite you without makeup. Is that? What I I'm didn't say that. Didn't he say that. he didn't say that. I'm still. So you ex- are excited. Okay, good. Maverick is awesome. very excited. Awesome. Extremely <laughs> excited. <laughs> very excited. I'm just excited that I can see Blake now. We never get to do that. That's cool. Right. Can you see me? You guys are turned off. I I can't. Uh, you know, ah, good. I can't. It's just the little icon. Right. Yeah. That's okay. fine. It, it's it's good. Don't so, worry about it. Hey Blake. So um, I had this uh, guy call me. That I was going to tell you. Um, this guy yeah. called me from a university university today. And he Which university? A, um, I don't know if I can say. Um, oh. Denied. Um, it sounded like you just said it. Yeah, or maybe okay. not. Um, and he was Wait, are, like, "Are we getting into it?" Uh, Hypothetically. Sorta. Okay, hold on a second. You know how we get into things, right? <laughs> what What do we? Awesome. Okay. Cool. Okay. Thank you. So today, um, <laughs> or last week, we deviated from the norm and we kind of had a little bit of a panel discussion and we're going to continue that theme today we'll probably switch back to questions next week continuing to deviate continuing the deviation and 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 i I purposefully picked blake as the one i wanted to talk to because he doesn't know what the story is so it's going to be kind of really organic continue the organic a holistic figure why not can you make the story gluten-free I can. <laughs> Organic is that more of a theory. philosophical thing? I don't yes, know the story. Sort of, sort of. But Jeff, no. hold on. Check this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got you now. Well, who, <laughs> who was that? Why, why do you have to do that? Whose laugh is that? That's Jeff Blake. Is that, is that a real laugh? It is. That is your real laugh. Huh. No, it's actually you. <laughs> really? Anyways. 
We digress. Your story, we Maverick. Digress. We I bet there digress. was a story in here somewhere. So yeah. So the guy was asking me this morning um, how he got on the phone with me. and He asked me um, if I could help him understand how to get his data into different indexes, right? Not other than Maine, right? And I said, "Why? Well, why would you help me understand why you want to do that?" And he said, "Because I have syslog coming in, but there are certain events that." I would like to segment out so I can filter like whitelist on only those events like DHCP events uh, was one example the, uh, that he wanted to put into a different index just so he could search it separately. And, um, and I told him, you know, maybe you could do that with event types instead. And he goes, what's the event type? So I just thought it was interesting that, you know, sometimes um, your first experience with Splunk, you'll, you'll, dig into the documentation you might find one route maybe there's another route and maybe we could talk about you know the differences i mean you can do both event types or indexes but you know why do you want to do each one or what's the pros and cons of each one i just you know i went through that with him and explained some things so you know. why did he want to do separate indexes what was his thinking there um well i think he read that you could partition the data mm-hmm. and in his mind his driver was i want to search dhcp separately and not get all of the syslog, right? So, you know, he could, I guess he could have even overrode the syslog source type and made DHCP types source types as well. So another third way you could have done it. He wanted to do it originally just so he could just only search on those events and uh, be able to dive in uh, troubleshooting only those types of events, alerting on only those types, like, you know, a lot of failed uh, authentications, things like that. Maybe an easier way to just search on his data because yeah, there just, is there is issues um, if you segregate by index. If correct. You, if you don't know they're segregated by index, uh, and you later want all those events, then then that could be actually detrimental. Right. You, uh, especially if you're used to the search app, it's not. It may not show up there unless it's that new index is your right, default. For example. Right. right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. If you do uh, use different indexes. Uh, usually your role, a lot of times when people download Splunk, their role is admin, and it should search all non-internal indexes. But if there's a chance that your role might be set up to just search main, and that's what will show up on the dashboard, and that's what will show up when you type in the word error. So you can change and configure that, but I've had people uh, be a little confused there. Yeah, and I was asking them if performance was an issue also because, you know, if that was the case, then I might tell them to do it that way also because having things segregated into different indexes and you're only searching certain types only it's much faster right because it's less events it's already it's already done at index time but then the the other side of that is is if it changes you can't undo it it's not flexible enough if he introduces a new type of thing that he needs to put in there or he wants to take things out of that index into another one you have to kind of like re-index things or or not Right, right. It's just you have to think ahead of, of those situations. And I, I think what he was really wanting to do was to logically define the type of thing. And so to me, it was naturally in event type. Right. Event, what's sure. an event type? What's an event type, Jeff? An event type is a way to classify a specific type of event uh, for, for a more of a fine-grained search. Yeah, and... Event types are sort of, in my experience, because everyone has a different way to explain everything, an event type is technically, or mechanically an event type is a search, um, which is sort of weird when you think about it. But I might be looking for any event that has failed and login in it. 
you could have a search that says failed login and save it as an event type. So you have an event type called auth failure. When you do a search, just a regular search on, let's say, host equals firewall, um, all those events will be retrieved and the event type search will run. But the cool thing about it is every field or every event that matches that event type's uh, search criteria will have a uh, the name of the event type attached to that event. So you can see, you know, you, you develop a number of different event types like, uh, you know, that, that dude who was asking that question might have, uh, you know, denies and failures and successes. Mm -hmm. He can see how many types of events or, as Jeff said, how many different classes of events does he or she have in his in their data? It's a really, I think it's kind of underused, but it's a really cool, powerful feature. Of Splunk. It's it's a good way to shorthand uh, uh, what could ostensibly be a much larger search. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, and and I also w explained the the value and the benefit of um, of tagging different event types because he actually came up with different versions, um, different things that he wanted to group. Once he understood that concept, then he then he's like, oh, aha, okay, so then I can do these other types and get both of them together. And I said, yeah, and you can tag both with the same name. And he happened to mention compliance was part of the driver. And I said, well, just call it, give it a compliance tag, just call it compliance, and then also maybe give it put your name in there and then you just search on things like your stuff. And then, and he told me he had two other guys that worked on his team. I said, well, each of those guys could tag some of your data, some of their data with their name. And then they search for their stuff by their name. And, uh, then he started to understand kind of the high level cross referencing hierarchical way that we can do it with tags. And, um, you know, when you build your alerts and reports on those tags, then, you know, when he introduces a new router, because he was mentioning that too, like, hey, I got these new routers we're probably going to be introducing. Is this going to break this thing? And I told him no, because you introduce it, you create a new definition or extend your existing definition for the event type and the tags, and it just it all works. It's, it's a nice way of normalizing the data without having a database to, you know, to confine you. So there's a, There's a lot of things that hinge off of event types within Splunk. Um, uh, some stuff that I recently worked with was uh, within the visual framework of our, of our user interface. Mm -hmm. uh, you can use event types to, again, sort of classify data. What I did for some folks was to uh, classify, you know, we had all kinds of different data coming in over syslog. So it was just one source type, but there was multiple things. There was AAA data coming in. There was ASA messages from Cisco. Mm -hmm. There was uh, TFTP changes from, the, um, from the, the configs themselves. So a lot of different kinds of data all coming in over syslog. So uh, we were able to clearly define each of those types of events with the event types designation. And then those guys watch a lot of searches, so we were. I did some event uh, rendering where we were actually color coding each of those events as they oh, came cool, into cool. the results stream. Yeah, so I'm, I got a blog halfway done on that. We'll we'll throw that up uh, over okay. the weekend. Get so ev event nice. rendering is that like we you can change the way the events look? Yes, exactly. Okay, and the and I think you were telling me that's done only if you have event types, right? Uh. Or is there another way to do it? I think there is other ways to do it, but that's the easiest way to do it. Okay. It really is. And um, you well, know, 
it's a fair use for it because if you classify events as important or severe, you might want to uh, have the user interface change just for those events, like color coding them, like yeah. I think you were doing. So exactly, I, I threw it. I threw the I threw the bits for this up on answers, and it was actually in response to our buddy uh, Mubel down in uh, nice. Columbus. He <laughs> had the exact question at our user conference last week. Uh, user group, I should say. Mubel was on Splunk Talk at user conference, wasn't he? He was. He was. He was nice. uh, oh, right. episode 10, Splunk Talk. Ding. Uh, was it actually number 10? Yeah, it was. It was oh, our 10th nice. anniversary episode. I thought I thought you engineered it that way on purpose. We'll just say that you did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be on 20. I, I know someone who works at Splunk that is going to propose to their wife for <laughs> marriage. On 10 10 2010. Uh, that has nothing to do with Splunk. No, they just happen to work you, here. Oh, wow. Gotcha. Kind of nerdy. Well, isn't that, it? that's 1010042, meaning a life. Wow. Uh, that is deep. I, I didn't put that all together. That is totally deep. It's deep? Deep, deep totally is going to do deep. it? Yes. Deep is going to propose? By the time this podcast awesome. is released. He will have proposed to his wife. Oh, that's going to be weird if she says no. Maybe next week we'll find out what the answer was. <laughs> oh, I, no, I was mean. I didn't know it was deep. I was really meaning like it was a deep <laughs> thing. It really was deep. This dude. No way. You know, it was awesome. Totally. That would have been a perfect time to cue up a Jeff Blake laugh and it happened naturally. Oh, I really didn't know. That's you knew it was deep. No, I didn't. I, awesome. I, I, I was a stream He's of consciousness so totally right there. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, we were also chatting about duration before Maverick. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah, exactly. Um, it, I realized um, as we were coming exactly, into this, we were talking about it, or we exactly? were talking, we were talk, a while ago, some longer duration <laughs> than Jeff's laugh. We were doing a chalk talk, and, we were doing a chalk uh, talk. and uh, Wild was drawing a bunch of sim- he drew a square and he put the word square in the middle, and he drew a circle and put the word circle, and he drew an arrow between, wrote arrow on it, and then he goes. Hey, let's talk about this. No, but seriously, we were like, you know, talking about durations, how. Wow. How, that explanation um, was a long duration. Y- yeah. Y- exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we were discussing how we get into conversations with folks uh, that are trying to do different kinds of things with Splunk. Uh, searches mainly, the types of, once they got the data in and they're trying to get the value out of it in the, in the form of alerts or reports or, or troubleshooting and uh, correlation and how much the the term duration comes up in the sense that that's a center sometimes of what they're trying to do. They're, you're trying to figure out a duration of something and it because it means something, right? Like a session, like a session duration, or a transaction, transaction duration, yeah, or the amount of time you sleep, right? Perhaps and how many times events happen? Exactly, how many? Right, span of time span of time it, between one event how much, and another yeah. event. Sure. How, what was the duration, for example, that we had to wait for you on this podcast? Yeah, exactly. It'd be 120 minutes. I, you know. And that might mean okay. something might be important. Gonna, it might be <laughs> we're nothing. still there, huh? Okay. Yeah, we're still there. Yeah. So, so We love you. And it's just interesting how, again, if we understand, <laughs> if we understand why someone uh, would be interested in a duration of some type, how they might go about different ways of getting calculating the duration um you know, let's just, let's break it down then yeah let's do this i don't know can you think of one jeff that you what's the first one you think of if i said i need to figure out a duration what's the first thing that comes to your mind 
need to figure out a duration. Oh, yeah. What's the first thing? Uh, you, way of span doing of time it? between events. Okay. How would you do that? Transactions. Transactions. Oh, Why? Because I, I, it, I'd call Lamar, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, because <laughs> transaction actually already calculates duration, right? Exactly. And you, it's it actually. I think doesn't it use a duration parameter? It has. It generates a, a duration field. Yeah, it adds it in. So it when you to and a trans- span field. Right, and a line count field too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so what happens is you automatically, when you start grouping your events, you get the duration added in, and then you can pipe to search duration greater than X, whatever that threshold is, and then you have an alert already and a report. You can graph that out on a report, et cetera. Um, what else? What else? Can well, I- for transaction, um, if you happen to be newer to Splunk, um, you can't. If you have a field. That has the same uh, value across multiple events. Let's say MAC address would be a good example. J session ID. Yeah. J session ID. Message QID. You can pipe it. I think we talked about this in piping last week. You can pipe it to the transaction, pick the field like QID, and Splunk will cluster these events and basically build your whole transaction for you. But it does count the duration. So you might say where duration is greater than two minutes, for example. Um, and the, it's, it's getting it from the timestamps too, right? Yeah, it takes the first and last event and calculates it. It'll even, if your timestamps have milliseconds, it'll do it then uh, as well. When I think about duration, um, I've used a command called stats okay, many times. And you can do something similar with stats uh, by collecting a whole bunch of events. So you can say stats, uh, let's say you're doing, um, uh, trying to figure out how long someone's session is. You can grab the beginning and the end, pipe it to stats, list the field. Okay, that's command list. And then you can say range. So you can say the range of the beginning and the end of those particular statistics. And that range will calculate the duration, and then you might do something like, well, range is great. You're talking about range and then parentheses, Mm -hmm. like range and then underscore time or whatever. Yeah, the range in the field. So you choose the beginning and the end and how how big it is. Okay, I'll have to try that. That sounds cool. So that's another way to do it. Yeah, because transaction itself is an in-memory sort of search command, and sometimes it could take a while. I mean, uh, if you're running it over long numbers of events, so you can make transactions with the stats command using stats list and then in there you also you list every field out and then you can create a field called maybe you create a field called duration but it's really based on the the range of the beginning and the end event in that list it's something that's probably better shown but and you could say as duration correct rename yeah. it. Oh, mm-hmm. okay or just pipe to rename correct. that as duration or something mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty cool and then you could keep going search it Pipe again and search for that duration is greater. Pipe search, still get pipe the same search, thing. Search. Get, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, I have a, I have another thing. I've come across another way um, because duration sometimes not about events, right? It could be like I've worked with uh, a retail retail store or some retail store companies lately that have applications, custom applications where they log out the elapsed time that something, a process in the application took, like part of the transaction. Like they mm-hmm. actually log all that data anyway, but they call it elapsed time or time, you know, taken or something like that. And so then you pipe, you know, in that case to maybe a Rex or you put an inline regular expression to pull out that value, which might be, you know, 600 milliseconds, 1,000 milliseconds, you know, something like that. 
and um, and then you can pipe to something called eval. We talked about this before, like pipe to eval command to capture that um, uh, that uh, actual value and maybe the difference between one value and another value from that happened before, and be able to then you know you know take the difference and the difference will be in a in a a field called duration, you know, just like this. But in this case, it's not the duration between events. It's a duration between uh, the longest and shortest time that something that the application logged out. So in that case, it's still a duration, but it's just derived a different way, but using similar techniques of piping to things that can kind of create it and rename it to something called duration. And then there you go. So it's it's kind of, that's like also another way, kind of interesting. I always like when you guys... Well, it's always exciting to listen to you talk about these kinds of things. But thank you. No, uh, <laughs> what's cool is if you tried to do this with other enterprise software products, like a, I'm thinking specifically like a relational database. Yeah. The way pri- the way primary keys are set up for data in a relational database, doing something where the hash is based on time is, if it's not impossible, it's pretty close to near impossible. Mm. To get to get this up, and the way we can do it so quickly, I don't know. I, I've been a database guy all my life, so I just really appreciate the the way and the ease in which we can do this. It's just really cool stuff. So. Yeah, it's kind of kind of it's actually kind of the way you think about it anyway, right? It's how you think about it in your mind yeah. anyway. You're yeah, not, yeah. And there's no restraints, and yeah, that's right. kind of the interesting part I think as well. Is there's always who knows tomorrow I may think of something. I never thought of how to do before, but I'll, I can just get in there and try it out. I can just like experiment and I might be able to figure it out just by diving in and testing it. You know, it's like no restriction. That's cool. Yeah. Um, or as last week we said, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, That's right. You were kind of doing that. It was just the nice way, the nice Michael Wilde dismissal. Okay. Yeah. Is is that what that was? For me or for you? For no, me? it was for the show. For oh, anyone yeah. that was within, you know, you dismissing yeah. me. Ten foot range. You were dismissing me. Yeah, no. I, I knew it. I, I knew it was there really was just for there. Jeff's benefit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Any, anything based on duration. Anything really to get Jeff to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stuff coming up. Did, yeah. Did what's you put going, what's coming up? I, uh, I can actually spice it up with. I a can double track it, dude. All right, so we've got events coming up. Um, one of the things that you should check out if you're on the East Coast is Interop. And Interop is coming up the week of, I think, the, the 20... I'm getting out there the 16th, I think. So it's like cool. the week after that. It's in New York. Just go to interop.com and you can uh, get, a, get a pass and everything like that. But Interop is cool because... You know, when when we go to Interop at Splunk, it's a trade show that talks about network and security and how products work together. But um, Splunk's role in this is a participant in the Network Operations Center, which is the largest booth that's there. Normally, when you go to a show or maybe even go to Macworld or, you know, some sort of Windows show, you don't really get to see behind the scenes. So uh, we set up a, an ISP-grade network operations center and a number of different vendors participate. So we're going to be participating in it for log management and really what is called trouble, just trouble, general troubleshooting. And so I'll be out there. Uh, Karen Deep Baines will be there uh, working in the NOC. I think you'll be there too, Jeff, right? 
I'm not going to work in the knock, but I'm going to be on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might be able to get at you. The booth, the booth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff will be at the booth. We've got a bunch of folks out there. So Interop is, is going to be cool. We've got Splunk Lives coming up. Uh, Dallas. Let's see. Well, uh, New York, October 26th at the Marriott Marquis. Dallas, the Westin Galleria, October 28th, 2010. Chicago, November 9th, 2010. Charlotte, November 11th, 2010. And Salt Lake City, November 16th, 2010. Although you're not supposed to say 2010. You're supposed to say 2010. Like, you don't say... Who, said, who's, who made up that rule? Well, think about it. You don't say 1995. I mean, you don't okay, say I 1,995. I swear you're making that up right now. Just, no, I'm not. I thought it was aught 10. I like aught 10. 2010, really? Yeah, but, well, really? You, you didn't say 1,970. Okay, well, that's... You said okay. 1970. I don't know. Okay, Maybe it's because right. we had the whole year 2000 thing in our I head. think it is. Like, but a, that was a decade ago. It's an artifact ago. from Y2K. Can you sing that, that's Jeff? That's lame. That's lame. How about we call it Y2K10? Or 2K10. Isn't that 2K10. like a Madden 2K10? There you yeah. go. We have a... We have a... Oh, my oh. goodness. Whoa. Oh, okay. Oh, party foul. There's other people in here. So, oh, that? yeah. I can't see. I can't my, see. My, head, my, head, my headset fell off. John Mark is here. Yeah, move over here. Okay. Um, so, John Mark Walker is in the room. He's our director of uh, community. community. Community, right? Yes. yes awesome. that is, is this a surprise guest? Yeah, he's a surprise guest. I'm crashing. Working here at Splunk. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Crashing, Hello. This is John Mark Walker, director of community for Splunk. Uh, I want to tell you about October 28th, and we're having the inaugural uh, user group of San Francisco, the Splunk user group of San Francisco. It's October 28th, 630. Uh, featured speaker is Rob Doss, our lovely co-founder, and he'll be talking about how... We used Splunk in the cloud, deployed Splunk in the cloud, and then used Splunk to Splunk uh, the, the Splunk deployment in the cloud. So wow. Splunk, Splunk, and Splunk. Yeah, pretty that, cool. That, huh? <laughs> you just I was trying to figure out how many times mind. I could work Splunk in a single sentence. So uh, yeah, that's what he's going to talk about. And there'll be a couple of cu customer demos from Virtual Labs and Heroku. Lots of good stuff. And uh, come one, come all. It'll be fun. Where is it? It is at Splunk Headquarters, which is 250 Brandon Street, second floor, San Francisco, California, 94107. Okay. And how do you find out or sign up for it? Meetup.com slash Splunk Meetups. Or it'll also be on the events page of Splunk.com. Or, or repetition. There will be beer. Meetup slash Splunk. Beer. Slash. Free, as in free? <laughs> free, free as free in beer. beer. Free as in beer. Wow. It's not just a, a banner on the internet. <laughs> it's not just a banner. Okay. It's actual... Beer, yeah. yeah, actual, yeah, not not near beer, not you know, not wish it were beer. It's you know, beer, beer, cool. beer. We should say beer a few more times. <laughs> exciting, exciting. <laughs> Anything else coming up, uh, John Mark, for you? Yeah, we got more user groups coming up in November and in uh, Arizona, San Diego, uh, and L.A. And I don't know what other user groups are in uh, Jeff's regions, but uh, we have at least you know those four coming up. Those will be in the first. Uh, those will be the week of November seventh. Uh, with details to be to be determined, but I'll I'll put them on uh, meetup.com as soon as we know. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks, dude. Yeah, just Google you know, uh, Splunk October twenty eighth. October twenty eighth oh, yeah, is and, like uh, the, the, the nexus month. of the universe. Some, uh, oh, monthly. Hold on. Let's yeah. Splunk of the month. We're doing like a monthly uh, add-on contest for Splunk Base. So if you have saved searches or dashboards or something, put it on Splunk Base and you'd be uh, automatically entered into our Splunk of the Month contest. So every every month we announce two winners and you 
at the very least, you'll get a t-shirt and a cap. So everyone's a winner, but uh, if you actually are one of the two winners, you'll get gift certificates to Amazon.com or ThinkGeek in the, to the tune of 250 or $500. Or you can get uh, a $1,000 discount off of your Splunk license. So Ooh. there you go. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, I like the fact I, that everyone's a winner. So. Everyone's a winner. Or like you were saying, the nexus of the universe or something. Yeah. Well, first I need to find out how how do you what what's the difference between the five hundred and the two hundred fifty dollar? Um, the dollar uh, amount. Yeah. Thanks. It's a, there's that's, a duration. Helpful, there's a helpful. duration between the two, <laughs> in the tune of two hundred fifty. Uh, <laughs> that's a typical answer, which is uh, no value. How do you win? What's the difference? How do you? How is it so great that you get five hundred dollars versus? Is it just kind of good first, if you get first and second place? Or, and um, who does the judge? A secret panel of uh, experts, I believe. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I was going to say the 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 super nexus of the universe is, is I guess on October twenty eighth because uh, that's the date of the Dallas uh, Splunk Live in Dallas. Good, right, and the user conference out here in San Francisco. And the user. Well, we call it a user group. User right. group. I'm sorry. Like user group. My apologies. And okay. Uh, okay. Did to me again, right there. I didn't do it to you. You totally did. Wow. I didn't. Wow. I just. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Now yeah, uh, wow. cue the background jazz. Um. All right. Anything else for the week? Other. Oh, you know. I heard that. The newest Ubuntu distribution is actually named after you, Mavericks. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I just told yesterday. You mean the Meerkat? Maverick Meerkat. Meerkat. Yeah. I mean, really. That's did you did you call it Meerkat? I'm famous. It's Meerkat. Meer. Like Meer- Meerkat Manor. Just a, just a Meerkat. Meer. <laughs> Meerkat Not Manor? any cat, just a Meerkat. Nice. <laughs> a Meerkat. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Um. Like, like as in, come here, cat. Come here, cat. Come here. Right. There you go. You said that so organically. I, uh, come here, kitty. I had a bit of gluten-free in the tongue. I had cats, so I used to say, come here, kitty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever say hello, kitty? No. I said, what's up? <laughs> and they, they kind of... Did a cat thing. Um, just, just, just let you guys know I'm on vacation next week, so I will not be on the broadcast next week. So really? You're who's, have to, are, unfortunately, who's our unfortunately, it'll the the episode next week won't be as good as it normally I, is. I'm gonna. I'm glad you told me now because I was I would have been ripping on you for being late. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, we you can do that. It's just a week <laughs> late. That'll be a week late. Yeah, yeah. That's so, worse than me. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know. <laughs> Probably gonna go to Santa Fe, probably. Oh, nice. Um, so you guys will be okay with that, do you think? How, how could you be five days away and not know where you're going? <laughs> he likes to. Um, he's gonna register as a different name at the hotel, like Paul Bunyan, you yeah. know, because people don't want to know that actually James Eric Garner is there. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I, I, right. It can cause problems. The paparazzi away. Yeah. That's good. Sort of. It's a problem off. that I I have to deal with a lot. So. You know, if you need any tips, I I can help you out. Yeah, it was it was worse when my name used to be Fifty Cent, and then I've changed it to James O'Brien. That's good. Um, that was really bad. See, James okay. Going, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fifty. Anyways, Fitty. just wanted to remind you. Uh, we've been getting some feedback, which is great, and it really helps. Yeah. Um, how to do that? Email splunktalk at splunk.com. Uh, what, what was that? Splunk talk. 
at Where? Splunk.com. Oh, okay, very good. Exactly. And uh, this wraps up another episode of Splunk Talk, uh, week number 18. Thanks for listening. As always, have a, a fabulous week and uh, happy uh, Splunking. Y'all better watch out now. Because Splunk is about to take over the world. One kid's sister at a time.